Welcome to Get Right for Sunday. I'm Dale Meyer. My, oh, what a sad thing is this coronavirus. What can anyone say that we haven't heard before? Well, there actually is one thing we haven't heard before. Or if you have, maybe you'll hear it now in a new way. Our lessons for Sunday are about St. Luke. You know, he wrote the Gospel of St. Luke and the Acts of the Apostles. Luke was a doctor. We can be sure the scripture about St. Luke will give us some insights for these hard health times. So let's join Pastor Wright and Vicar Leeper. The doctor will see you now. Greetings, welcome to Get Right for Sunday. Today we're going to look at the 20th Sunday after Pentecost, but we're not going to use those readings. We're going to celebrate the Feast of St. Luke the Evangelist. For those that don't know, during the church year there are certain times when the church is encouraged to celebrate the saints especially those that appeared uh, within the Bible, by looking back at their lives and seeing Christ through their lives. We have the opportunity to do that with St. Luke here today, so we're going to use the readings that are assigned for that, which are Isaiah 35, 5-8, through 8, Psalm 147, verses 1-11, through 11, uh, 2 Timothy 4, verses 5-18, through 18, and Luke Chapter 10, verses 1 through 9. And to just remind you and to give you an idea of who St. Luke is, Luke wrote the third gospel as well as the Acts of the Apostles, the book of Acts, a Greek physician who converted to Christianity. He was part of the community at Antioch and accompanied St. Paul on some of his missionary journeys. In his gospel, characterized by parables of charity, much attention is given to the infancy of Jesus, perhaps as a result of direct testimony from Mary. And these are the, the interesting things just to kind of give you a clue to the man uh, of St. Luke as he writes. Today, I would like to, to use the prophet Isaiah, the Old Testament reading, to kind of explain what St. Luke did, why he did it, and what he does for us. So in the Old Testament lesson, it begins, The eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. I'd like to stop there. Isaiah is a prophet of the Old Testament, and of course he's pointing to the future events, and he's really pointing to one specific event, just as most of the Old Testament. All the Old Testament is about the promise, the promise of the coming one. And of course, the coming one is Jesus. And it's not that just he shows up, but he lives the perfect life. He dies on the cross and he's resurrected for the sins of all. So huge, huge thing that Isaiah is pointing to. He is simply, by the command of God, uh, prophesying. Jesus is coming. The Messiah, the Anointed One, the Christ, is coming. He's talking here about the return and restoration of Israel. 
the Israelites are in exile or are about to be in exile. And he is writing about the day when they, they will finally be restored. But he's going big picture, not just the day they're going to be brought home from Babylon, the day they're going to be brought out of that immediate exile, but the day when they will be brought out of exile from the presence of God. Uh, and we, because we know the end of the story, know that this is Jesus. But there's several very specific things that Isaiah talks about here. He talks about the eyes of the blind being open, the ears of the deaf unstopped. In verse 6, he goes on, The lame man shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. Now, for those who are familiar with the gospel readings, including the gospel of Luke, some of those things might sound familiar. And one of the reasons they might sound familiar to you is Jesus directly performed each and every single one of these miracles. He opened the eyes of the blind man. Uh, he did this, I believe, by rubbing uh, mud in his eyes. Yeah, yeah he spits spit and dirt in the yep. yeah. Um He opened the ears of the deaf. Um, I don't think it was mud that time, mm-hmm. but I think he did just put... Did he, he just stick his fingers in there? I think it might have been a wet finger. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound great, but is that I suppose, a holy wet willy? I, I think that might be what that is, but I, I suppose with the the end result of being into here again, you might not complain too much. Right. Um, he multiple times healed lame men. My, the one I think of is the paralytic man lowered through the yeah. the roof, as well as Peter, uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, told the lame man to to walk, and he did leap. Then too, he opened the tongues of, of the mute. Jesus did. All of these miracles that are promised here, these miracles that point to the ultimate restoration of Israel. And Isaiah is talking about those physical miracles, but also about their theological significance. No other prophet in the Old Testament ever opened the eyes of a blind man. No other prophet ever did that miracle. Because this is a work that is pretty much exclusively attributed to God. Only God opens the eyes of the blind. And that's meant literally, as we see in Jesus, but also figuratively in that God opens the eyes of his people to see what he is giving them and to see what he is calling them to do. The ears of the deaf here is is a similar uh, kind of thing going on. So that is something the prophets discuss, but the physical miracles were only ever fulfilled by Jesus, which is kind of something cool that points to Jesus as something more than just a normal prophet. And even Isaiah back here is pointing to something different and promising that when this Messiah, this anointed one would come, he would open the eyes of the blind to see God. He would open the ears of the deaf to hear the promise of God for them, which is huge stuff. Many times in my sermons, uh, when we hear the word of God delivered and given to us, uh, I will speak of opening our spiritual eyes or our eyes of faith, mm-hmm. our ears of faith. The Holy Spirit has really opened this so that we get to see so much more than a a man doing good works, a man with good teachings. This is the Son of God, the, the living God, who has come to do God things, only yeah. God things. And Isaiah really sets the stage for this, and that's what the prophets do. And Jesus is the fulfillment. He comes to not only physically restore our fallen bodies, he does do that. That's why he took on a body to connect God to man in the most intimate way by becoming one. So he 
in his perfect life, death, and resurrection has and delivers the promise and fulfilled restoration of our physicality, our bodies. We will see this in the resurrection. But he shows that he does this through all his physical miracles. But then through the giving of the Holy Spirit, we now see so much more and we hear so much more. And I always love when Jesus ends the parables, he who has ears, let him hear. <laughs> Because he's not just saying, listen to the words that come out of my mouth. No, listen to what I mean. And more importantly, listen to what I'm giving. And it's always of himself. These are the events that Luke records. And what's neat about this is, as we heard in the incredibly short introduction, Luke is a convert. Yeah. And so he's a Greek convert. So, you know, he has the pantheon of gods. Who knows what he believed and did and worked through. But his eyes have been opened. Exactly. His eyes have been opened right. to Jesus. His ears have been unstopped mm -hmm. so that he has heard the gospel. And with that, I don't know if he's excited. I don't know if he's been employed. But he is so moved for one way or another to find eyewitness accounts to record them, and he gives them to a specific person. And I would like to read the opening verses to St. Luke's Gospel. Inasmuch as many have undertaken the, to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seems good to me also having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. So here, Theophilus, if that's his real name or not, because um, Theophilus just simply means uh, friend of God. And so it could be his name. But with Luke delivering this to Theophilus, it is, here are the eyewitness accounts, maybe of Luke himself, yeah. but definitely from others, uh, the disciples, Mary. This is what has happened, and this is what you get to believe in. And that delivery, and again, as you just said, Vicar, the idea that uh, St. Luke guys eyes have been opened. His ears have been unstopped to the point now that he's going to compile all the events so that others may see, yeah. others may hear. And this is why he's called the evangelist, because mm -hmm. he is proclaiming the good news. He's evangelizing. He he put together this, this collection of miracles and, and works and, and stories of what Jesus did while he was on earth to give to Theophilus. But we are also the benefactors of that because we also have his gospel that was written, his account of what happened based off of the people that he talked to. Uh, it's almost certain that he talked to Mary. We know that he traveled around with many of the apostles, um, especially Paul. Mm -hmm. That's talked about in Acts and some of Paul's uh, epistles as well. He was with these people and he put together this account so that we can be certain of what we have heard and what we believe. And with that, the, the, the absolute joy of the continuation of what he compiled 
not only are we beneficiaries of it, but we're the ones that get to live in this. For, uh, again, going back to Isaiah, and a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. And St. Luke fulfills this in presenting the way to Christ through the recording of his birth, through the recording of his ministry, the recording of his death, resurrection. And then on top of that, St. Luke has the Acts of the Apostles. So Jesus dies, he rises again, and then he ascends. And then it's like Luke changes his focus. Okay, disciples, apostles, what are you going to do about this now? Yeah. And then he records it. Travels with them, does evangelism with them. This, uh, The Acts of the Apostles is also written to Theophilus, mm-hmm. um, in, which is interesting because the story continues. The story doesn't stop when Jesus ascends. It doesn't stop with his life, death, and resurrection, but it continues on in the work of the church. And we are a part of it. And this is what gets just fascinating and deep and truly exciting. The story has been told. The story is there. It has been revealed and nothing can be added to it because it's all the revelation of God. But we participate and live in this continued story as it is delivered and given to us. We receive the eyewitness accounts. We receive this compiled data from St. Luke, which then immediately affects, effects our life, bringing us into the story of salvation and the story of God. Your eyes have been opened to see Jesus, your Savior. Your ears have been unstopped to hear the gospel for you. And we live in this reality as the church, waiting for the day when these things will once again be fully and totally fulfilled. When Christ returns to earth and those physical afflictions that Pastor Wright was talking about earlier will be physically and fully healed as we all experience the resurrection and the new creation of the new heaven and the new earth. This story that we get to participate is so much bigger than us. And it culminates and it focuses on Jesus, which is why we're so thankful to St. Luke for bringing us this account, these eyewitness accounts, so that we can hear the word of God for us, so that we can see Christ, our Savior, who died on the cross and rose again for you. We truly celebrate that God works through people like St. Luke, that we get to hear, see, believe, and live what has happened for our salvation. Thank you, Pastor and Vicar. A popular word is holistic. God created you and me to be body, soul, and spirit. In thinking about St. Luke, we are led to a holistic understanding of health, spiritual as well as physical. Think about sharing today's talk with a friend, maybe someone who could use some spiritual medicine for all the health problems going on these days. And thank you for joining us. Services at Holy Cross are 6 o'clock Saturday evening and 8 o'clock and 9.45 Sunday morning. If you are hesitant about coming in person, 
health precautions are being taken. And if you're not ready to worship in person, the 8 o'clock service is streamed on our Facebook page and our website. And feel free to contact Pastor Wright and Vicar Leeper at GetRightForSunday at gmail.com. Join us again next week to Get Right for Sunday.